We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show, Friday Fives after a non-Thursday because COVID is back. What is this, 2020? Games getting postponed due to COVID. Yeah, I don't like this one bit. This is giving me a PTSD with this with this nonsense. I feel like I have to stay in my house now, but you're going to stay in your house anyway. I just can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is yeah. This is uh, this is not cool. I was really looking forward to the game last night. I fired myself up for it. Uh, got got ready. Oh, yeah, what you, you do? What'd you do? The only game. game. Just I was just ready. I was just ready for baseball again. I missed it. What's your pre? I missed. I missed the pain. I guess it's a ma- You know, we're we're masochists at this point. We just oh, yeah. we need it. A couple of days off and everything's back to normal. The Start world shaking. is back to normal and, and yeah. it's like, hey, you know what if? What if they go on a little bit of run? What if they sweep the Red Sox? What if hey, they do this? Hey, hey. Got some hope there. No, but now it's, hey, what if they play baseball this weekend? We'll see. Oh, that's certainly up in the air. The games have not been postponed um, as of Friday at 9.56 in the morning. So that's when we're recording, FYI. But yeah, I guess let's just start with number one. Is is this COVID outbreak the second outbreak for the Yankees this season? Thanks, J&J. Is this going to be the final straw in this Yankee season? Because now they're without 
Aaron Judge, Gio Urshela, Kyle Higashioka, Johnny Lasagna, Nestor Cortez, and Peralta, who cares, for probably the first week of the second half minimum. Can so they not without, test out of it? Can they not test out of out of this like out of you the You can, the, but it the takes protocol? It takes time. You have to repeat you have to do a test and it's gotta be negative. And then 24 hours, you gotta do a test and it has to be negative. So and judge tested positive. That's different than that was the rapid test. Did the lab confirm that? I know as of last night when I was uh, grilling dinner, I was watching Cashman's Zoom call and they were waiting for the lab to confirm it. So I don't know if that has happened yet because I think so, that has to happen before even anything else. Even if it's not a week, we're... even if it's not a week, what's best case scenario for Judge being back? Uh, Wednesday or uh, Tuesday against Philly? After the series, after the series, if they play the series. So here's I the guess thing. not playing the series would be the best case scenario for the Yankees. Yeah, it would be at this point. What we what we know right now, again, uh, Friday morning, is that if Judge comes back with a positive test from the lab and confirms the rapid test, then we have a situation where there's a contact tracing issue back to the All Star game, which oh, is what a mess. all of the teams, all of the players, and now everybody's going to have to do it. Last night, Thursday night. The Red Sox-Yankees was the only game in town. They tried to put it up on a pedestal and COVID <laughs> smacked it down and said, no, 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 you don't get to do that. In and now, combo. but because of because of the only game situation, we don't know what the other teams are, are doing. I mean, obviously they're all going through their rapid tests at this point, but we don't know, uh, you know, what's been what's been done behind the scenes yet because they haven't had a game. They haven't really had to announce things. So, uh, you know, any... We're waiting for MLB to, to, you know, make their comments and let us know what's going to go ha- go on. It would not surprise me if everybody was in this protocol of some sort. Uh, the Red Sox are also one of the teams that were not at that what eighty percent threshold. Eighty five. Eighty five percent threshold. But, so but they then had, again, the Yankees were the one of the first teams to be at eighty five percent, and this is their second outbreak of the season. Right, and um, the last one was coaches. It was Glaber, but that came back as a false positive. So kind of right, hoping but he missed. Remember, he, remember, he did miss time. No, he missed a time. Decent amount of time. Yeah. So, um, look, at the end of the day, these guys, uh, Cashman and Boone from their press conferences yesterday, were saying that all the guys are doing well. They're relatively, you know, healthy without symptoms. So that's a positive thing. That's good. Uh, you know, want to look back at, at how people are doing, obviously, with their with their health. Seemingly, they're doing okay and everything is uh, is controlled, but they are quarantining. And, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. We're back in this 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 mix of uh, cloudiness of who knows when the hell we're going to play, and it all depends on the protocols and and how much. And it's all Manfred. This is all Manfred's decision too. It goes back up to the commissioner's office on whether he wants to play the games or not play the games at this point. I don't think they can postpone all four of them. I think that creates too much of a logistical nightmare. So I could see them playing maybe two or three games this weekend. Maybe they postpone Friday again until stuff comes back. They end up playing a Saturday game and then maybe a doubleheader on Sunday or something like that. And then they have to only make up one more game. Unless it starts teams. going to other teams. And if it goes, if, oh, these guys if it come starts back going rapid, the rapid tests yeah. come positive on the other teams, they might just have to cancel the weekend and then add it on to the end of the year. That's, that's true. That would be, and, they, and that way it's a oh blanket move. What a but logistical who knows? nightmare that would be. Yeah. So, I. so my, I mean, my question is, but in the short term, be, it hurts us badly because we are missing significant players. Yeah. Significant <laughs> players. And they're yeah. already calling guys up. We saw, we saw 
Uh, I know we're going to be talking about this. We have Friday Fives not looking back. We already looked back yesterday uh, in the episode, but we're looking forward today. Looking forward to what? We don't know, but we do, <laughs> but we do <laughs> know that there, to look forward to. We do know that there are some minor leaguers that have been added either to the team or to the taxi squad. So it's, it's definitely Park just adding, adding to, to the, the uncertainty. Hoijem Park, shortstop. He is been in the minors for a few years. This year, he's having a great season, hitting 303 between AA and AAA. He was added to the taxi squad. Um, and that's obviously because Gio is going to be out and they, and they need another infielder. But to answer my question, could this be the final straw for the Yankees? Because of what I said, these 10 games, really 13 if you're including Tampa, are the most crucial games for this season and if the Yankees are going to have a competitive second half. If they, even if they go 500 in, this, in these games, you're just wasting days on the calendar. And without some of their best players, it's going to be really hard to win eight of those 13 games or nine of those 13 games. If they go 500, then it's a miracle without those players. If they go 500 in that. In that so time. what do you do and if you're 500? Told, we've already talked about this, though. I already told you that if they go 500, that's not going to change my, my thought process here because there's still that last, that, last, uh, that last playoff spot that they can go after. Again, well, part of it depends Toronto, on what other teams do. If, well, if no, Oakland and Houston... Toronto, Toronto and that second place NL West team. That's again, square. My eyes are on that. If we can get back into this race by doing some good things in this next two weeks, then great. If not, then dead set on that last spot, but it's still there. There's an opportunity. All right. So you're saying no, I'm saying maybe. (laughs) Uh, Number two, Zach Britton is back. He was activated. How do you rank the bullpen hierarchy now coming out of the all-star break? Um. I don't know because it's so because messy. our our temporary closer who was filled in filled in for our our you know high paid uh, all star closer got lit up, uh, but that was a you know kind of a, an outlier. It was definitely an outlier. So maybe they're looking at it that way. I think that going it back into the season after the break would not surprise me if Chapman was back in that closing spot. Just would not oh, surprise you think me. So it wouldn't surprise me. What's um, happened between? Him Chad not, Green got lit up. No, but what's Johnny happened? Johnny Lasagna's gone. But Chapman, what's happened with Chapman since they did everything to avoid bringing him into Saturday's game? He's had Garrett he's Cole. had an opportunity to clear his head. Okay, nothing else. Maybe work on some things uh, off him. You know, he he very. So well you don't put Britain in the closer role? Not immediately. No. Why? I don't know. Just because. Probably not. They may be. They may just go committee at this point. But why not Britain? Because he's just coming back. So what? If Chapman was just coming back from an injury, they'd put him right back into the closer role. And Zach Britton's, Britton's a closer. Not, Britton wasn't, hasn't been a closer in, in, in two years. Three years. He, he's a closer. Okay, he's a closer. He's being paid like a closer. He's a closer pitching the eighth inning for the Yankees. Okay, so I still think Chad Green is probably the top right now, even though the implosion happened. I think that's a blip on the radar. Uh, he's been so good for a long time. I think they're, if, if that happens again, then you know we can talk about that. But... Uh, and then, uh, and then, yeah, probably Britain after that, because lasagna is not going to be with the team right now, but when he comes back, I'd say he jumps the, um, jumps up to the top as well, probably as a he was placed on the COVID three. list last weekend. So he on should Saturday. be able to be- come back sooner. Yeah, hopefully. Unless he was hanging out with the rest of the guys and just hasn't, hasn't, if he was on the COVID test. list and he was hanging out with the rest of the guys, that's a problem. Well, <laughs> There are guys on there, you know, who knows? <laughs> this thing does 
this thing does uh this thing does travel in the air when you're close so look i it's up in the air i think it's going to be a very big co a committee at this point i don't think there's really one person that you can land on that you one one thousand percent trust can't say britain because he's just coming back as well i mean i guess he's what I have you done for can. me lately what have you how have you hurt me lately and 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 he's lower on the list at this point but um i would not be surprised if they tried to get chapman back into that role sooner than later after the after the break and and, and like leaning on the break as like a, a an opportunity to one fix mechanics get some shit straight um in bullpen sessions and two just clear your head man if let's say they play tonight friday and they've got a, a one-run lead in the ninth inning I would be surprised if it's Chapman. I think they're going to have to get him into a game or two in lower pressure and see him pitch clean innings, not walking guys, not throwing in the mid nineties, not looking lost on the mound. He's going to, you have to see it with your own eyes, not in a bullpen session. You know, they had an opportunity to do that uh, Friday night against Houston when they had a four run lead and they chose not to. It, 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 right. Boone had an opportunity there. And it, I thought that was, uh, you know, a, a spot that four run lead. Don't have to be perfect, but it's enough. It's enough of a pressure cooker situation because of where you are and where and and uh, and who you're playing for for that to like simulate a, you know, a tight game situation. And we saw how a lead disappeared so quickly on Sunday. Um, but, I, you know, whether he thought it was too much because of Houston uh, and he wanted to, to because he went uh, Chad Green and then Loisaga. It ended up being a non-issue because Loisaga was unavailable anyway because of the protocol on Saturday. But I thought it was an opportunity there. So it, I don't know what that says about what Boone is trying to do with Chapman. I don't think there's a clear plan. I think I think the I think it's you can't just not use him at this point. He's just taking up a roster spot now. No, like he, there, I he know, but you used. can use it. Like I said, you use him in low pressure situations, sixth inning in a four run game or ninth inning. How about with the ninth inning? Lead. How about the ninth inning of a of a five run game on a Sunday before an All Star break? How about that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess, but maybe he so threw there were too many two the night before two opportunities on Friday and Sunday that, that he could have been used in a ninth inning in a, in a, in a game that was, had a, a, had a lead, a good lead, a decent lead, not good enough apparently, but what if he, he was not many, put in those situations. What if he threw too many B whips on Saturday? Well then don't throw in, don't throw too many B whips. Like that's, that would, that, that would be really, really a, a, a terrible, terrible reason why. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Number three, Trey Ambergi. Ambergi? Ambergay? Are you sure? That's what I'm, no, that's what I'm saying. Ambergay. I think that's right. <laughs> Trey Ambergay was promoted to the Yankees. And uh, Eli Fishman, who is anywhere between the age of nine and 20, broke the news on on Twitter. He's been breaking some news. He's, according to his bio, writes about the minor leagues. So cool. Nice job. I think your college 25, man. I'm giving, he's uh what, that, that makes him a freshman in college or going to be a freshman in college potentially? Yeah. Going to be a freshman. Hey man, this kid has been breaking forever. news for the past week. Good for him. He's uh, paying attention. I shot him a follow and a DM saying, nice work. You're, uh, he's been on top of it. Good for him. He has. So, Ambergate is 26. He's a right-handed outfielder so far in, well, actually in his career for minor league, for the minor leagues, 534 games. He's hitting 272 with a 768 OPS. Some people were asking, how come no Estevan Florial? He, we've already seen him called up this year. He's obviously on the 40 man, but he's just been really bad in AAA. He's hitting 208. So I think they're just trying to get him more consistent time in the minors and see better performance from him in the minors before they promote him again. And Ambergate is hitting 312 with seven homers in 38 games at AAA so far this year. So the way I see it, He's also, he's out. been more seasoned uh, in, in the higher minor leagues, uh, Ambergay. He's been, he's been around for a while. So Florial's yeah. definitely still, a pro- still a project. The way I see it, the Yankees starting outfield right now because of COVID and other injuries is Brett Gardner in center field, Tim LaCastro in, let's call it left field, and Trey Ambergay in right field with Tyler Wade as the fourth outfielder. That's the Yankees outfield right now. LaCastro is going to center and Garter's going to left, right? Okay, fine. Whatever. Does it matter? Yeah, of course it matters. I'm just trying, you know, this would be, uh, yeah, it's, you know, that's not ideal. Clint Frazier got <laughs> engaged over the, over the weekend or the, over this week. Or, nice. Congratulations. He's, he's doing well for himself. That'll, that'll, off the sure, field. that'll sure, sure help his headache. Well, planning you know, a wedding. Maybe that's been on his. Maybe that's been on his mind. Maybe that's maybe the it's problem. been weighing on his mind. Maybe that's the problem. Is that he's been thinking about this moment if, for such a long on. time? Hold on. Is it doctor recommended to get down on one knee if you have vertigo? 
Uh, I think if you're in a controlled situation, you gotta. So I'll tell you what you do here. There's this is uh this is actually a very good tip because when I play softball at night, the lights they mess with me too. And I have I have a bad I have a bad uh, right eye. If you remember, I I don't I don't have great de- uh, depth perception at night and like at, when I'm driving at night, like the lights kind of mess with me, especially if it's raining and there's mm-hmm. prisms that are created. But you don't really wear contacts me. or glasses, do you? I don't. My eye injury is is uh, is permanent. There's a scar on my pupil. So like okay. from when I was a kid, I had an eye injury. And that's that you can't correct it. So it just messes with me. So when I'm playing softball, at, before every pitch, I, I look down on, I look to the ground and like, it just helps me like find my footing and find my ground, find the ground literally. And I can, I can see better, but sometimes like the lights really mess with me. Um, at night. So I have to keep my brim low and like, just kind of tune them out. So is it, if you're going down on one knee, you better be in a controlled situation. (laughs) Okay. Thanks for that advice. He needs to look down, find his ground, go to the knee. Can't fall over in that situation. I mean, there was no pictures of him falling over. So I have to assume that didn't happen. I didn't see the picture. Good for him. Do we know that he got down on one knee? No, I do not. I saw pictures of, I don't remember what I saw. I saw. How is this the second time we've talked about proposing in like three weeks? Didn't we talk about proposals not too long ago? I don't think so. (laughs) I think we did because someone, someone proposed at the Yankee Red Sox game. Oh yeah. That was, that was a while back. That was a Yankees fan at the Red Sox game. A while back. Fenway. At Fenway. (laughs) Three weeks ago. (laughs) That's just, that's just ridiculous. That's just a weird thing place to do it so the outfield is an absolute freaking mess right now not helped by injuries and obviously covid number four the trade deadline speaking of outfield help joel sherman reported the yankees quote have eyes on joey gallo he's having a fantastic year hitting 239 402 522 with a 923 ops he is striking out about 30 percent of the time but he does lead the league in walks Double butt, he's on a terrible team, so he doesn't get pitched to. But what are your thoughts on Joey Gallo? Joey Gallo has what twenty one home, no twenty four home runs this year. Um, I don't want to see Joey Gallo on this team. What's Why? his contract situation? Because Why? he strikes out too. Because he's just another another player that strikes out a lot. Doesn't. Uh-huh. And what's the alternative at this point? What's the alternative? Tim LaCastro? Trey Ambergy, Tyler Wade. Like, yeah, you're right. Joey Gallo strikes out too much, but they have nothing right now. Joey Gallo is better than anything they have except Aaron Judge in the outfield. So yeah, I'll take Joey Gallo. Is he my favorite player? Is he my favorite type of player? Absolutely not. But he's a hell of a lot better than everyone on the outfield depth chart except Aaron Judge. Yes, he can hit the ball out of the ballpark. There's no doubt about it. He He has a 923 OPS. He can help this team in it, it, do you, okay, so does getting Joey Gallo put this team over over an edge? Of course it doesn't put them over the edge, but it makes them better. He if they get Joey Gallo, I don't think that should be their only move, but Joey Gallo helps this outfield tremendously. He's yeah, no, left-handed. It, it, it gives him it gives them the lefty pop. It gives them an opportunity to uh, you know, mix up that lineup with someone who's actually substantial in there. I, I get that. It's again, man, it's just the, the the fit. So yeah, 
that's fine. If we're looking at what is happening on the market, that's what you have to do. And uh, and like some of the some of the you know players that they would have to give up too were pretty significant. I mean, I saw something that said, that had in there um, Austin Wells, our 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 last our draft pick from uh, was that that was last year, right? And then and then giving up um, it, a couple different pitchers. The, the uh, there were significant minor leaguers given up, and I understand that a lot of people don't believe in these minor leaguers, and they don't ever work out. But man, Joey Gallo, I've just been trying to avoid Joey Gallo for years. Yeah, for I get years. It. And, and it feels and, and like now we're at a desperation point and exactly. they're going to go out and do it. And it's going to, and it's supposed to feel better. It doesn't, it doesn't make me feel better. I'm true. If, if, if I'm being honest here, I, I just don't want him on this team because he doesn't fit what we're trying to do. Uh, I, I agree he, I, he with fits that. what they're trying to do. No, he, let me, let me rephrase that. He fits what they're trying to do, which is pop production. I don't care about strikeouts. It fits that. Yeah. But it doesn't make this team more well balanced. Doesn't make this team, you know, a, a better a, a better team that that can that can go out there and, uh, you know, it get makes this current game. version of the Yankees as we sit here on July sixteenth better. It's better. It doesn't make an ideal. It's say when we were looking at this team in February, Joey Gallo didn't make them better, but now here in July he makes them better. Considering Joey Gallo couldn't even happened. hit home runs in the home run derby. What does that say at Coors Field? <laughs> All I'm saying is that is that the pressure they, situation that we have to to see. Is that is that need, the only comp that we have in Joey Gallo and pressure? Uh, someone lobbing him a ball in Coors Field in a home run derby when he was a number two seed, and then he just chokes it out. Yeah, I mean sometimes that's it's we, harder. That's, that's what we're going for, right? Sometimes it's harder to hit lobs than it is to hit 96 mile an hour fastballs. Well, then get someone who throws 96 mile an hour fastballs. But <laughs> I, I I don't think they have. They need so much help on this roster, especially in the outfield, that Joey Gallo does help them. So if if you're saying they're going to have to give up a boatload of prospects, then I don't feel good about that either. But if they're giving up a couple of pieces that, frankly, who the hell knows what they're going to be anyway for a player that will help them this year and will help them next year, I'm okay with it. I'm not thrilled about it. I'm not going to start the parade planning for it. But it's better than what they have. I don't want to watch Ambergie and Tyler Wade and LaCastro play the outfield every night. All right. I will say this. Like looking at Joey Gallo as a player all around, right? And looking at the contract situation as well. He's got another year of arbitration. He's 27 years old. His salary this year is $6.2 million. So to be honest, like a lot of this does add up to them making a move for Joey Gallo if they can because of the controlled contract. And that actually would keep them under the luxury tax for a prorated amount. What is that? 3 million under 3 million that they could finagle that to get to stay under the luxury tax. So as I'm looking at this move a hell of a lot more and in depth in the way that Cashman's thinking about it and Hal's thinking about it, because again, I still don't believe that they are going to make a, a significant splash to go over the luxury tax. And if they did, it would frustrate the living hell out of me because why didn't you do that before this season if you're willing to do it now? But looking at his contract, he's got another year of control after this. Um, and then he's a free agent in 23. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... It, it I, fits what they want. It does also, fit what they want. Do you realize he's actually a pretty good defensive outfielder? I mean, that's the least of my worries. I really, you know, you don't have... 
You don't have to but, be a. You could, could just. But be that's an nice. A, that's a nice addition, especially for a guy that will hit home runs, and he will strike out. But at least you're not sticking him out there, and he's a liability in the field. He's a good outfielder. Sure. Okay. Great. That's. I mean, that's that's outstanding. He could play other positions. Didn't he play the infield a little bit too? I know he's played center field for the Rangers. I thought he played a little first base at one point. Uh, baseball Reference has him as an outfielder, first baseman, and third baseman. Cool. All right. So you're you're lukewarm on Joey Gallo. I'm I'm not hot on him, but I'm definitely warmer than you are. I would like to see them make moves at the deadline because number five, the Yankees, current record forty six and forty three. Fangraphs put their puts their playoff chances at forty point four percent. That's decent. Okay. It's not it's not where they should be. But it's decent enough. That is it better should... than you thought it was? Is it better than what you thought was going? You were going to see when you looked that up. Uh no, yes. because no, because this is wild card. They're they're not far out of the wild card, like you've been saying. Whereas forty percent, sixty percent, most of the scenarios lead to flip. them not making the playoffs. Okay. It's still a coin flip, and it's still you're just talking about a bunch of nerds that give you that forty percent. Okay, you're talking about it's a coin flip. A, so if I'm if I'm in the range of like thirty to seventy percent, I'm like okay, there's an opportunity here. Like that's that's all that means. Even okay, even fine. lower than that. But their division chances are very low. Depends what happens in the next two weeks. The problem I see with this team is that they're probably going to go five hundred in the next two weeks. And again, that just wastes. They're a five hundred team. So yeah, they're yeah. a five hundred team. If they can if they can bust out of that for uh you know a three to four week span in at the end of September and October, that would be terrific. But there's nothing saying that they've done that. Joey Gallo, you know, could find, could catch lightning in a bottle with him. I'm, I'm becoming, when I see his contract now, and I'm looking a little bit deeper into the way that the minds work of the front office of the New York Yankees, this move is actually making a hell of a lot more sense um, based on the contract uh, and the fact that they would stay under the luxury tax as well. Like now I'm looking at It's going to have to be on their terms though. They're not going to overpay for Joey Gallo. They will overpay with prospects. You think so? I think so. Because it's a splash. It's a splash move. And it does exactly what it hits everybody's objective. It hits the fans objective. It hits the front office objective. It gives uh, a mix up. It, it, it does help the team in, in the now. Gives you another year. It hits every freaking line. It really does. And you're getting a lefty bat. Like throw away the 30% strikeout rate because they don't care about that. They don't care about that. They don't. I don't. I know they don't care. About I that. don't have the same philosophy as them. We will, we do not align in philosophy when it comes to the the type of players that they need on the field to win. That said, this fits what they're trying to do. It does. What about makes a lot of fact, sense. What about the fact that Brian Cashman and the Yankees can say, well, technically leading up to the trade deadline, we're going to be getting Aaron Judge back. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Gio Urshela. They're going to acquire Gio Urshela. Stop it. Luis Severino is going to be an acquisition late in the season. So is Corey Kluber. They've got a lot of acquisitions been This has already been done. You can still add all those pieces to the team and you still need another outfielder. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So bring all those guys back from COVID and injury and you still need another outfielder. So, yeah, they're going to have to give up some things. And uh, uh, Davey Garcia was a name I saw in this deal. Um. And it's going to be significant. I mean, you're you're getting another year of Joey Gallo in arbitration, so you're getting a a, man, a good contract year for Joey Gallo in 22 as well. 
What if you can convince the Rangers to take either Miguel and Duhar or Clint Frazier plus mid-level prospects for Joey Gallo? Um, I guess I don't. I don't know. So it, it would be it would be as a New York Yankee front office person. I'm looking at that what you just said, and I'm saying, okay, Clint Frazier and Miguel Andujar, both guys have shown on the major league level that they can be productive players at times. Am I going to give them a known quantity or am I going to give them two to three other guys that I still don't know what they're going to be or, or, or have not proven anything on the major league level? It depends on how they feel about the prospects, I guess. But if they're acquiring but they've still Joey- shown it, they still shown it. If there's something going on with Clinton right now and that in, and they think that that's a reason why, I don't know. It, when you have a guy that's already shown it on the major league level, that's a very difficult thing to do. So No, I know, but you'd be acquiring Joey Gallo, like you said, who has control next year, and he's going to be a starting outfielder for you next year. And you're creating a logjam now, too, even if Clint is right. good. So, so at that point, do you just move on from the headache, no pun intended, that is Clint Frazier? I don't think that his value is enough up there to, to say, okay, I'm going to hit add Clint Frazier in instead of a top prospect. I think that the Rangers would rather have a top prospect. They probably again, depending on too. what they think about the You're prospect, right. they they would probably rather have a top prospect as well. But if you can give them a handful of mid-level prospects and Clint Frazier, that might get the job done versus just a top prospect. That's like the that's like the fantasy football trade where I'm just going to add five guys and I'm only going to trade for one, and it's a better deal for you because I'm adding five people. But you with know, prospects, but but with prospects, even top prospects are obviously there's risk involved. So mid-level you, prospects, there's a shit ton of risk. There's like uh, they're lottery tickets, but if you get four tickets. of them, if you get four of them, one of them might hit, and then the deal is more than worth it. I guess. The thing about Clint Frazier is that he has shown, but he's also shown the other side of it, and it's been really bad. Too. Exactly. You say known quantity. I don't think Clint Frazier or Miguel Andujar are known qual- quantity. I'm not saying known quantity. I'm I'm as 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 far as being a consistent player. I'm saying that they have shown that they can compete in the major leagues and. Of course, do well at times. Of course, whereas a lot of people can't. A lot of prospects never get to that point, and which never is why, ever show as much as they have shown in the major leagues. And they're still young guys, which is why you you might the Rangers might view this as change of scenery will do these guys good. And I'd say more so with Clint Frazier than Miguel Andujar because I think Miguel Andujar, it's nothing about the scenery. I just think he's a man without a position. And that's going to hinder him for his entire career. Whereas Clint Frazier, I just think needs to like, this is not a joke on his vertigo. He needs to legitimately just like reset his mind and reset everything about his life with the New York Yankees, get past that and just start fresh somewhere else. Clint, you're the starting left fielder for the Texas Rangers starting opening day 2022. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Just go out there and hit. And I think he would. Maybe. I mean, I... It doesn't seem like uh, he was off the radar as far as like a lot of, of pressure. It's not like anybody was giving a bunch of shit this year. It's almost like last year we were ready to go. Okay, okay, he did it. And now he's, he's going to take that next step. It didn't feel like it a big pressure happen. situation. But, but I mean, it kind of did because there were questions after the, he got benched after like four games to start the season. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's, um, I just don't know what the value is there. But right. the more I look at Joey Gallo and that contract, the more is screaming Brian Cashman at this point. One year right, gut, left. Gut reaction. Will the Yankees make the playoffs? Yes. As a wild card? Yes. Okay. And they don't make it as a wild card and have a, a, a first or second wild card. 
uh, the second wild card. Who are they going to be playing? Um, the Houston Astros. That doesn't make sense. Why not? Because Tampa or Boston needs to be the first wild card. The Yankees are going to overtake Tampa or Boston in the division? Needs to be the first. What are you saying? You asked me who they're going to play? Right. So if the Yankees make the second wild card, that means three teams probably in the in the AL East make the playoffs. A division winner and then the first wild card. And then Correct. the Yankees is the second wild card. Correct. So that means the Yankees have to overtake Houston or Oakland, whoever's not the division winner in the West. That team doesn't make the playoffs. Right. And then the Yankees play either Tampa or Boston, whoever doesn't win the division for the wild card. Would the Yankees not, is that, how do they reseed the playoffs at that point? Is, don't they just, it's uh, just wild card. It's just the wild card. Oh, just All wild the division, the division winners are the division winners. Right, and right, then right. the next two teams get the wild card. And then, and then from there you go and play the number one seed. Right. Okay. That's, that's where I was going with that already. I was already winning the oh, wild yeah. card game in my head. You were already and I was going and I was going to Houston. Okay. Um, gotcha. So who are they going to play? I think they are going to play the Red Sox because I think Tampa is going to win the division. Okay. Garrett Cole on the mound to beat the Red Sox in a one-game wild card. I'd like my chances in that. Certainly, I'd like my chances. Uh, my gut reaction says also the Yankees will make the playoffs because wow. I think they I think they are a better, obviously a better team than what we've seen. But I actually think that them making the wild card is worst case scenario for this roster because then they're just going to run it back next year. Look, that's just, that's just assuming incompetence of anybody who's evaluating this team. So it, it doesn't matter if that's the case, then it doesn't matter if they're close or if they make it, it doesn't matter. That, that's assuming they, incompetence. That but is say absolutely they get, assuming Even if they get close, right? Even if they get close, miss the wild card by a game or two. That that's means not going to affect a, anything. It should not that affect means they've had thing. a pretty good second half. That means they've they've played decent baseball in the second half, like 550 baseball in the second half, 575 baseball in the second half. And then post-game, post-season press conference, Brian Cashman, Aaron Boone talking about, I really like what we saw after the All-Star break. We're confident that that's the real team, that, that next year we're going to be a pick up right where we left off, that the first half was a fluke and we just you know made a lot of mistakes and, and that wasn't the true essence of, of this team. Second half is what you really need to look at. That's what they'll look at. That's what they'll say. Cool. Yeah, you got to reassess the team whether you make the playoffs or not. Got to reassess it the way the way that it, the way that it's constructed. Got to reassess it. So if if that's not the case, if they don't do that and they're and they're leaning on the fact that they made a, a second wild card spot and and just saying they were close, then then yes, I I, I question the the competency of the organization at that point. Let's put it this way. I am 65% confident in their 40% chance to make the playoffs. Okay. That's, that's good enough for me. I do think they're going to make it. I think they're going to make a push. Um, assuming this COVID thing doesn't get any worse and people have to miss more time. Uh, Cause that it, it's a, it's going to be a detriment for sure. It's a, it's a big, it's a big lot. There's a lot of guys, a lot of guys out. <laughs> All right. We will, that's it for Friday fives. We will talk to you probably on Monday, assuming there's games that happen this weekend. Let's just, right? yeah, come on. We need to get on the field. But at the same time, do we? Because we're not going to have half of our team. They need to get on the field, but maybe not for three games. Maybe just two. Just give me two games. Right? I Win want one. Aaron Judge out on the field. 
When the Yankees okay, are out there, I want games, to touch on the field. Play on Saturday, play on Sunday, win one of those games, and then make up the games later. <laughs> like that's fine. Let's just do that. Kick the can down the road. Yeah, keep punting. I mean, it's you're coming not out of it a, yet. It's right? coming. This is, in a, this is a football game where yeah. you're down by like 13 Move the points. Sticks. Field position. You're down by 13 points. That's only two scores, but yeah. you haven't really had a first down in 20 minutes of play. So it's not looking good. It's third and it's fourth and 20. So I'm just going to punt. I'm not going to try it in the Hail Mary. It takes one big defensive stop. Shift yeah. that field. Fumble, interception. Flip the field, baby. Who knows? Flip the field. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're talking about here. When's football season? <laughs> Coming up. Let's go, Jets. All right. We'll Let's talk to you. We'll talk to you before football season. I can guarantee you that. Talk to you guys later. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees.